welcome to The Better of Two Evils, the show where two beleaguered public defenders are assigned pop culture clients and are forced to prove which one is secretly not awful. This week, we have Daredevil v. Catwoman. My name is Ben Stoddard, and my client Daredevil is innocent. My name is Stephen Alec, and my client Catwoman is innocent. Joining us this week is Michael Poudrier, who is the puppeteer for Terry on Adult Swim's Dream Corps. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, so you are a puppeteer for a robot? Yes, he's considered a hard puppet, so he's all electronics, uh, servos, radio controlled, uh, and I essentially uh, control the body of the character that is voiced by Stephen Merchant. But it pales in comparison <laughs> to your task here today to be judge, jury, and executioner to determine which is secretly not awful, Catwoman or Daredevil. If Catwoman was a superhero film, <laughs> it would be... Well, hold on. We're starting with it's not a superhero film. It's not. It's not, Ben. It's not. If Catwoman was a superhero film about a woman who has cat abilities, it would be the worst superhero film ever made. It would deserve the eight Razzies it won... Uh, among them, worst actor, uh, Halle Berry, uh, worst supporting actor, uh, worst film, worst screenplay. It would deserve its 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it would deserve all of that and more if it were a superhero film. But, but it's not. It is a film about death, transfiguration, and acceptance. Okay. Show your work. There was a writer by the name of Ambrose Bierce. He was most famously known <laughs> for creating uh, The Devil's Dictionary, which was a satirical work of, of prose. Um, but uh, just as famously, he wrote a short story called Incident at Owl Creek, in which a Confederate spy is hung by Union soldiers, and as he's being hung from this bridge, the rope snaps... He falls into the water, runs away, and, is, and escapes. Now, at the end of the story, we find out that he never escaped. That he died at the end of that rope. And that adventure that happened in the water was made up by his brain clinging to life. Trying to, to create a narrative that this was not the end. The story of Catwoman, the movie, begins with Halle Berry floating in water as... She has been launched through some kind of sewage pipe into the, 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 the city's river. And she says, that night, I died. That's literal. This movie is a Jacob's Ladder are scenario. You, are you proposing? The entire movie are you? happens as she's being eaten alive by feral cats. Are you proposing that the entire movie... Are you using the it was all a death dream defense? Yes, yes I am. This the is Triple a Jacob's D. Ladder. This is a Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> and, I, and I think the reason why everything in this movie is so ridiculous is that this is like a middle-aged woman who has accomplished nothing. In fact, she says at the beginning, if you were to read my obituary, it would say this was a, this was a woman who was nothing and had accomplished nothing. She doesn't know anything about being a superhero. She doesn't know anything about sports. So this is her mind trying to fill in those details 
Also, she's probably sick from toxoplasmosis. So every, so every, every, everything that she's doing wrong as a superhero, like all the awkward stunts, the shitty CGI, the whip that doesn't make a ton of sense. That, that is, her that, is that is because that is misfiring, and that she she has no idea how any of it would actually take place. Well, she she even says, uh, "Do you know how to play?" At one point, she she plays. Uh, uh, so 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 this. this oh no! We're, we'll get to the basketball. We're, <laughs> that is that is the that is the second round. No, pl- playground antics is round number two. There's a lot of playgrounds There's, in these two movies. Yes. Um. But but the, the the reason why she has no idea what a fight is like, which is why every fight is a fucking cartoon. She has no idea how basketball works, which is why <laughs> the basketball scene is. I. Don't even know how to begin to describe it. Well, she's she's doing what someone would do if all they knew about basketball was having heard described the Harlem Globetrotters once. Yes. <laughs> yes she didn't necessarily watch the Globetrotters, but she saw that episode of Gilligan's Island. With, With the Globetrotters. Globetrotters. Uh, everything that, yeah, you see in it ha- happens because this woman doesn't understand anything about the world. She knows a little bit about this like weird fashion... Uh, beauty design company that she's working for but everything is an idealized version of everything yeah this entire movie is based around a plot where a makeup company is plotting a conspiracy it is like a bad doctor who episode I was it is like the episode where the fat like the the uh, lipoid the lipid fat things run amok and oh, yeah, run yeah, away yeah. from everybody yeah yeah it's a adipose. bad doctor who yeah adipose yeah see, see now the one thing that i would say is that uh when but, it came to the adipose and doctor who there was a reason behind it all you know, you're not talking about a company that can get sued out of existence for, you know, releasing a harmful product. And right. And all of its, you know, senior executives getting thrown into jail. Yeah. They were just going to, you know, kind of screw off back to space at the end of that particular plan. This, There's no way out for this company. Like, I'm not sure what this company's end goal was. Yeah, because they say, like, oh, we'll get them so addicted that, you know, everybody will continue to use it forever. I mean, that was the plan with crack when <laughs> Reagan gave it to America. Oh, yeah, it was also the plan with opioids. And guess which pharmaceutical companies aren't paying the price for the opioid epidemic? Ben, don't be so naive. Uh, you are arguing that it is a movie about uh, transcendental experiences. I would argue that it is a director that really wanted to see Halle Berry climb around in her bare feet a weird amount. There hasn't been this many bare feet since a Tarantino Two play. things can be true, Ben. Two <laughs> things can be true. <laughs> I can stand on the edge of my couch without Catwoman powers. But at the beginning of the movie, she's so clumsy. Remember, she bumps into all those people. That's, <laughs> that is a sign of her new powers that she thinks that she would have if she got superhero powers. This is her origin story that's going through her sick, rotting head <laughs> as, as her face is consumed by a gang of feral tabbies. Um, let's talk about um, Daredevil, because... <laughs> uh, let's talk about Daredevil. Uh, well, I will wipe the fop sweat off of my forehead. <laughs> uh, Daredevil, Daredevil... I'm like a southern lawyer right now. <laughs> Daredevil is a phenomenal movie... That just happened to come out at slightly the wrong time. If Daredevil had been released maybe five to eight years earlier, we would all be praising it. 
in the same way that we praise uh, Spawn and uh, we don't uh, praise Spawn, Ben. We praise Spawn. It's, it's a bit of a cult classic. I don't know that we praise or it. the or the crow or any number of uh, overly leathery, overly steam shoddy uh, kind of uh, gritty superhero movies. It was made in the wake of uh, the fantastic original X-Men and Spider-Man, which, uh, you know, now we're so familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we forget there was a time when those, you know, those two movies came out and we were like, holy shit, actual superhero movies uh, that are really phenomenal. And they look, they bit off a lot with Daredevil because Daredevil is a weird superhero. He is a blind person who gets the miraculous ability to be able to see like regular people. Which, Ben, by the way, I, I would like you to explain to me what his powers are. Because his power is the ability to uh, see like like sighted people. Exactly. <laughs> like, but, but, he does it, but he does it with his ears. And why? It helps him in absolutely no way, Ben. He puts it to no avail. No. You know how he puts it? He works the criminal justice system and helps get innocent men freed. Men that were victims of racial profiling. We see him get Coolio off because he is able to read Coolio's heartbeat and see that he is actually telling the truth. Okay, there's two things I'd like to point out about this. One, Coolio plays one of the most stereotypical offensive (laughs) characters I think I've ever seen. Number two, explain something to me about the criminal justice system, Ben, because... I would, I, would, I would love to, Daredevil with all of my years of experience... Daredevil, <laughs> Dare, Dare, Daredevil, Matt, this guy that, that Ben Matt, Affleck plays... Matt, Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. Um, he is a private defense attorney. Yes? It's sort of unclear because it seems like he takes what would normally be... A district attorney prosecution job. At the very beginning, there's a trial against a rapist that he loses. And it proves that he is the worst lawyer ever that he loses it. He was up against a a system. He was up against a system. He was up against a, a team that had more money. They were the mob. It is very possible that they were bribing jurors or judges. I mean, are you suggesting that the kingpin does not have his fingers all the way through the justice system Wait, of is that Hell's why, Kitchen? Is that why they got some rando attorney to be the district attorney? He's a rando private attorney who only takes innocent cases... Which, by the way, is bullshit because in the American justice system, everyone gets representation, not just innocent well, people. Oh, oh, show me, show me where in our legal system it says everyone is guaranteed the right to representation by Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Other than defeating Kingpin and a fight at the very end, what does he accomplish? Because he fails to save Nachios. He fails to save Electra. He s- does not stop Bullseye from killing anybody Bullseye is going to kill. He fails to stop a rapist, then murders that rapist instead of getting him back in court like he should. And then he, uh, let's see, what else does he fail at? <laughs> I'm saying it, what, what I'm saying is Daredevil is objectively, objectively, 
a terrible superhero. And there is a scene in which a, uh, a rapist gets off in court and Daredevil essentially throws him in front of uh, a subway train, which cuts him in half. Now, here's the thing. I'm on board with that. But only if it was like the Punisher. That's not Daredevil. Daredevil wouldn't do that. I liked that this version of Daredevil was kind of uh, an attempt at a gritty look at because when he throws the guy down, you know, he's saying that light that you see, that's not heaven because you're actually going to hell. Like that was it was cool. It was badass. It was it was everything that doesn't exist in yeah. in the in most of the Marvel universe now. And and here's the thing. I'm actually totally cool with that. I thought that scene was fun. It was fun watching that guy die. <laughs> no. If I had a dollar for every time I've heard you say that. <laughs> you guys, we haven't even started talking about Bullseye yet. That's, yeah. Uh, played by the amazing Colin Firth. Farrell. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Colin Farrell. That head I, I was like, I knew it's, I knew it's one of them. Which, which, by the way... Colin Farrell is an assassin who is essentially sent to kill this Greek guy named Nachios. And one of yours. Yes, one of ours. Uh, who, by the way, swerves from having a Greek accent and not having a Greek <laughs> accent. He will occasionally say something in Greek, and then his his daughter, Electra, will reply to him in like the most forced Greek I've ever heard. Yeah, from a per- from a person like uh, Jennifer Garner had never heard Greek. She had never eaten Greek food before <laughs> this movie. Uh, with uh, with you know these two bodyguards who are the only two tough Greek people in the world. Um, That's not true. You are very tough, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. We are not. Uh, we're not built like we used to be. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, uh, but he doesn't. So. <laughs> Bullseye. Bullseye is sent to kill that guy and then just does. And then later, he kills Elektra and just does. And Daredevil doesn't stop either killing he's a, he's a very He's a very human superhero. But he... You know, if, the, if, this had a, if this had a Netflix badge, you'd be like, oh, look at... Oh, this superhero failed. Isn't it amazing they showed superheroes failing? Yeah, he does in the show because the Netflix show is really fucking good. <laughs> the, the Netflix show is amazing. And D- Daredevil in that show does actually fail sometimes because he's not... He hasn't figured out how to be Daredevil yet. Also, he teaches himself all of this shit... Yeah, Is he self-taught. And Batman can. Also, uh, uh, that brings up an yeah, interesting point. Cool. Now, now Batman has billions of dollars. Um, from what we understand, with Daredevil, is he doesn't really take money from his clients. He gets paid in things like fish. Uh, where does all the money come from for his his gizmos and his uh, super high tech? Uh, Sensory deprivation chamber. That uh, Where does this all come from? You guys ever see Midnight Cowboy? <laughs> Look, Ben Affleck's 6'4". He's probably packing some heat. <laughs> Playgrounds and similarities. Yes. <laughs> Playground violence. Both of these films uh, have uh, what I would describe as uh, inappropriate... Behavior in front of children. In front of yeah. large groups of children. Um, would you like to begin or show on? Sure. So, 
Mad Murdock smells Jennifer Garner from across a coffee shop. <clears throat> that coffee shop scene, I have to stick it in here, I think is a genuinely charming scene. I think if the movie had been, if they had removed the electric component almost entirely and it had been more Ben Affleck and John Favreau just hamming it up and John Favreau just doing what he does, just being the fucking doing Marvel swingers. You're so money, Daredevil. You're so money, you don't even know it. That's basically what he was doing, and I would watch that movie all day. <laughs> I, it's a genuinely charming scene. There's a little There's a little visual. There's some good visual physical gags with the honey and the switcheroo. He goes up. He, he like, he's running, he's running blind game on Jennifer Garner. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. He's like, I'm not the bad guy. And I am a blind person with a superhuman ability, and I'm totally going to play up my handicap. That's to, to get to get laid, not 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 a great look. He does. He admittedly then does follow her down the street and finds that she is like, "Why are you following me?" Which okay, sure. On paper, super assaulty, super not good. Please never do that behavior with women. Well, see, that's just the stalking. The super assaulty part comes when she turns to leave and he grabs her to stop her. Yeah, don't ever do that. <laughs> he, no, no. Anybody listening, do not ever do that. That is not great. Uh, what then ensues is they are, they discover that they're both very good at kung fu and that turns them both on immeasurably, seemingly, and they both, like, drop their jackets. The playground children gather, and they sort of, like, grapple fuck a little bit and jump all over seesaws and kind of kind of jujitsu hump each other. That's, that's another thing that we... we um... We are told about when it comes to Electra that she basically studied martial arts her entire life. We have no... There's, there's no explanation on why Daredevil has these martial abilities. His dad was a boxer, yes, but that's... Well, in, in, different I, I will say, I, I watched the director's cut most recently, so it's possible that it was not in the theatrical because we have just made it a habit to watch the director's cut. I did. Well, I watched the director's shitty, cut, too. These shitty fucking... Well, in, in, the, in the books, he has... Stick, who is really this fantastic blind character who teaches him how to fight and toughens him up. But this movie basically is just like, Stick is not a person. Go fuck yourself. No, he got his kung fu powers from his eyeball Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> his, his super hearing abilities. He got fucked in the eye by a diseased monkey. And... <laughs> so, Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman engages uh, Patience Harris, who has already been... Um, uh, uh, through her death and transfiguration process, <laughs> that character uh, meets Benjamin uh, Bratt, who uh, tries to save her life at the beginning, uh, saves her life at the beginning. She goes outside to try to save this cat, um, and in the process of saving cat, by the way, she puts her arms out between two AC units. Also, also, like, again, it needs to be, it needs to be like noted. Christ, <laughs> in a, a reference to Jesus and her sacrifice later, and also goes out uh, in her bare feet to like ride that AC unit because this is just a fetish film. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I love that her response is like, "Oh, there's a cat at my window. I need to save it." When has when has cats jumping from ledge to ledge been a problem? That's what cats do. Obviously, I'm way better at climbing 
and and clinging to ledges than this small cat. Listen, this woman is an idiot. Why do you think she died in the first place? (laughs) She's dead because she's an idiot. We are watching like a very, very dumb Willie Loman, essentially. (laughs) Like, that's what this is. And that's okay. Um, uh, 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 Yeah, but she meets Benjamin Bratt. Um, She goes to visit him while he is teaching underprivileged children how to play basketball and they take right. it out to the Also, course. it needs to be discussed that he was giving a lecture. I understand why a New York police officer might be in a classroom. She just walked into that classroom she and She no- doesn't understand what cops are, <laughs> what they do day to day. So in her fantasy of Benjamin of Ben Brett why do you think she thinks the hottest person in the world is Ben Bratt, by the yeah, way? Yeah, everybody's real fucking horny for Our him. Her standards well, are pretty just low. really fucking horny in the whole thing. I yeah! Like, Alex Borstein wanted to want... fuck his leg. I, props to her. She she gets that movie's Scenery Chewing Award, which we need to like get these printed out. Yeah. Fantastic. Like offering, saying, hey, cuff me. You don't have to take them off. You know, she cuff was me. wonderful. Throw away the key. Yeah. She, she's great at playing. Like, she wants to jump on that. I think she's supposed to be the audience in this world. She's well, supposed to be. I think, the, I, think this, I think the target audience is a little bit more middle-aged women than it is high school well, this kids. Was like, it, is, it is a weird, fetishy superhero eat, pray, love. This is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like we need to make a superhero, uh, a, a superhero movie for the, uh, uh, like, yeah, the eat, pray, love crowd, essentially. And, like, they don't want to hear all about origin stories and the Joker. They want to... Talk. They want to see Sharon Stone putting on cream that makes her skin into marble, but then shoots her husband like it's a Lifetime movie. It yeah. has that weird. It has that weird false the feminism thing, that the just. The whole thing is shot like a commercial. It's shot like a long commercial for Alka Seltzer or something. <laughs> and I think uh, that's because this is a woman who has watched a lot of television in her life because she's been lonely. And so her Ah. inner vision, her her mind's eye is like looking at uh, daytime television. So she has her powers. She breaks into a school full of children. We don't know that she breaks in. (laughs) I don't don't know what your school was like, but adults had to sign in. She signed in. Sure. What, what, What are you here for? I'm trying to fuck this cop. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck a cop. Oh, oh yeah, we saw him. Real sweet piece of ass. Apparently. <laughs> hey, hey, he's look, on the he's, third look, floor. He's, look, go he get is, that dick. He is, he is a, he's handsome. I'm not trying to be shitty, but he is not. He pulled Ben Bratt pulled down uh, Julia Roberts at one point. Is that true? Oh yeah, they were dating. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good dating Julia fucking Roberts. Good, good for him. In, in both films, it's amazing. How Way easy, above his league. How how easy it is for anybody to find anybody. Yeah, everybody I'm, just knows. Especially in their both, they're both supposed to be in. I mean, Daredevil explicitly in New York or uh, that kind of universe. Catwoman, I guess, in Gotham. They, it, no, they don't. They, they don't specifically say. do they not say Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, they they don't have the rights to Gotham. Nope. They specifically don't. They are in city. They're in San Fran, New York. Cityville. Uh, I, I think it's supposed to be a stand-in for New York just because it has all of it the... Is a, it is a New York... It's a New York type. 
Yeah. A New York type. Probably shot in Toronto. She breaks into a school full of children. And to meet Benjamin Bratt, who she sees uh, mentoring a bunch of children, like a good cop does, not only is this guy super hot, he's also a good father material. (laughs) She wants his seed, because it's such good seed. (laughs) And then, so she goes down, and he's like, let's go play some basketball, apropos of nothing. They go down... And she gets into a one-on-one game with him, which is insane. It is weird. It's a it's a very but again later on when she's talking to Alex Borstein, she says I I beat him in basketball, and Alex Borstein says no. What she says is I went Shaquille O'Neal on him. Yeah. Yes, yes, she went Shaquille. Yeah, okay, and then. Ben and then she and then Alex Bornstein says, "You know how to play basketball?" And she says, "Well, I guess." Again, this is a dying woman <laughs> who has never played basketball. She's probably seen Space Jam or something, so she thinks the rules of basketball are you move it around as fancy as you can and then you dunk it. Yeah, and I, then you I, land on him and suck his face in front of a bunch of 8-year-olds. First and foremost, we have to talk about Fucking traveled, like, like, <laughs> uh, like no, no, nobody's business. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, it is uh, a lot of like her, tra- like doing super, uh, super lame, um, uh, shit, like shitty Harlem, shitty Harlem, 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 shitty Harlem Globetrotters. But again, that's, oh, no, it was, uh, that's she, like what no, she no, thinks fancy basketball moves are. It was Williamsburg Globetrotters. Because <laughs> uh, all the white people are in. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I love that one of the kids is like, can I see your gun? And the other kid's like, Will you that shoot it? was literally my favorite part of that entire fucking movie. <laughs> is that, so yes. what is ostensibly an NYPD officer goes into a school and he says... Don't don't do crimes. You kids are the good ones. You're our future. Does anybody have any questions? And one kid says, "Can I see your gun?" And he laughs. And then the second kid says, "Will you shoot it?" Yeah. I feel like that was probably one of the more realistic moments in the entire film. Well, because that's exactly what kids would fucking do. I know. I did. I, yeah. When I was a kid, I remember we had a cop come to school, and I asked to see his gun. Yeah, I I, I think that's kind of a. And he didn't have a gun on him. He's like, oh, I'm I'm one of the I'm one of those bike cops. <laughs> I'm one of those cops that doesn't actually get a gun. Sorry, uh, sorry, bike cops. But yes, and then then we have this sexually charged scene where she's shaking her butt, and he's just got this look on his face, like it's it's you know he's in hog heaven. <laughs> it, it, all the while, we have these children looking on in the background, which makes it one of the more uncomfortable moments in the entire. Film. And she like runs up a wall and does like an Anthony Pettis. <laughs> she does which is what again again like this is what uh, a middle aged woman who's never seen uh, any basketball would think basketball is and it is cut in the most insane way it lasts three minutes there are probably 200 shots in that three minutes Yeah, it makes yeah. Liam Neeson trying to get over that taken fence Look like 2001: A Space Odyssey. But see, that's <laughs> but see, that is 
what an ischemic hemorrhage <laughs> feels like. Let's talk about the CGI fucking cats breathing life into Halle Berry. What the fuck? She is experiencing uh, uh, hypothermia and anoxia, and she thinks they're cute, but in real life, they're covered in shit and fur, and they are ripping her fingers off. A cat leads like a cat revolution to descend upon her body and then gives her the breath of life. Which Let's was... talk about, just dare, can Daredevil fly? Because he literally flies up an organ. Like a, like a, like a pipe he, organ. He climbs quickly. <laughs> <laughs> or his C- bad CGI double Speaking climbs quickly. How tall is this church? Yeah, the like scale a, gets really it weird. Is really tall. Also, that is yeah. the biggest pipe organ I think ever. Thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I. They did probably, I would say, a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage in that <laughs> church. Yeah, I, some I, of that I, shit was irreplaceable. Conservatively, a hundred thousand dollars worth. No, like, it is. One pipe organ is like a half a million dollars. Well, you and I, you and I have both. Well, this, this, this pipe organ's a ten-story tall. Yes, organ, this is the so biggest one ever. Well, well, uh, as in most things, it is actually not a question of length, but of girth. <laughs> uh, That's actually true. Yeah, Steve, Steve you, you, uh, Steve, and I were both music majors for yeah. a time. I for yeah. a time, you for yeah, longer. For four years, yeah. um, in college, we have yeah. spent some time around actual pipe organs yeah, in various buildings. Pipe organs, yeah, yeah. Uh, the pipes are Daredevil wraps a, his arms around it, uh, you know, like a bear hug. They're not that big. They're not. They're not even they're not even like the that. lowest notes. They are just not that thick. No, they are. They're small. They are. They can be long. Yes, but yeah, you yeah you would it would not support a person also, like that. Also, those pipes. If you actually hit somebody with it, it would just crumble oh, yeah, as soon as they hold. hit you. They're made out of like the thinnest, you know, most fragile material. And, and also, how much blood does Daredevil lose if he can if he can create a river of blood that trails off of the roof and then down like a street <laughs> of of this church? Don't you he's... don't you blood shame Daredevil? <laughs> he's got uh, a he, lot he's, of... a, he's a real juicy boy. He's got a lot of blood. How many people innocent? How many innocent people? Die in that opening fight where he goes into the bar after one dude. No one is innocent in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because Kingpin says there's no one who's innocent. Um, uh, Halle Berry playing with catnip. That was extremely uncomfortable. Any, anything that comes near Halle Berry's mouth in this. <laughs> in this- Entire film is extremely uncomfortable. This she won an Oscar. Halle Berry won an Oscar, she and won- she's playing with a ball of catnip. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> directors can be very influential. Uh, no, uh, again, this is what this woman who is again dying in a puddle of mud while being ripped apart by cats. Wait, she was murdered by mid-aughts band puddle of mud? (laughs) (laughs) No, she's thrown out of some kind of sewage tube thousands of feet down a cliff into a river where she then dies and as she is just gasping her last uh, breaths of air, she is ripped apart by cats. Now, that's what she thinks Catwoman's powers are. She has no idea what Catwoman's powers actually are. She thinks it's being able to run around like a cat 
and use a whip and then also getting high on catnip. I think I think it's time for a judgment. I think it's time for judgment. This is a, this is a tough one because both movies were bad. Hey, how dare you? Daredevil <laughs> is a national fucking both movies treasure. Both bad, but they are You get to see most of Halle Berry's butt. Both? Yeah. They are both good viewing experiences. They're bad films. But they both they both can be fun to watch. Um, I have to say, if I was subjected to watching, having to make a choice and having to watch one of them over again, I would be more likely to watch Daredevil. Yeah. That being said, I might have to revisit Catwoman with this idea that it's <laughs> this this fevered death dream. You're you're gonna want to stop by Steve's peyote guy. <laughs> Well, yeah. Mike, thank you very much for coming yeah, in and hanging out. Um, uh, would you like to uh, uh, plug anything, given in mind that we are still just sort of banking these as we figure these out, and they might not be released for a couple of weeks until we get our rhythm right? That is yeah. fine. This was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, Definitely, uh, if you want to plug Swim, I, I know Adult Swim. Adult real, Swim, oh having man, a real tough time. They, they've been the really dipping. They definitely don't have like <laughs> literally boy. the cultural zeitgeist by the balls. Well, yeah, you know, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, we don't have a solid release date yet, as everything's still kind of in the works. But uh, this fall is uh, when Dreamcore LLC Two will be coming to Adult Swim. So definitely check it out um, if you've never heard of it before. Um, there's a few different places you can get a hold of uh, season one. I'd definitely say go and check that out. Uh, and yeah, yeah. If it's, you liked it, if you like season one, season two's just way meatier. There's a lot more of what made season one good just packed in. It's gonna it's be great. so funny and so dark, and it's such a trip. Uh, uh, it, it's uh, it is it's it's and it's beautiful too. The animation sequences are are just they use this cell animation for these people's dreams, and it's man, I I I love it. It's exactly the right kind of insane. Well, thank you. 